Hey out there in podcast land, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Now, we learned last episode that the Holy Spirit is very much God, right? He's just as much God as Christ is God. We learned that He is a part of the Trinity and that He lives within us as believers. Just think of it. We have the very spirit of the living God within us. That should make you shout. Well, today we're going to focus on the ways that the Holy Spirit shepherds us. And so we're going to be learning on how he provides instruction to us. Did you know that the Holy Spirit instructs you or at least wants to instruct you? Instruct you if you've not heard his instructions as of yet? He does. So let's see what the scriptures say. I'll be reading from the New International Version. We'll start off in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, verses 20 and 30. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirsts. For many years you were patient with them, but your spirit You warned them through your prophets, yet they paid no attention, so you gave them into the hands of the neighboring people. 1 Chronicles chapter 28 verses 11 and 12. Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the portico of of the temple, its buildings, its storerooms, its upper rooms, upper parts, its inner rooms, and the place of atonement. He gave him the plans of all that the Spirit had put in his mind for the courts of the temple of the Lord and all the surrounding rooms, for the treasuries of the temple of God and for the treasuries of the dedicated things. Job 32.8 But it is the Spirit in a person the breath of the Almighty that gives them understanding. Hmm. So what have all of these scriptures told us? Here, I think they validate that part of the Holy Spirit's instructing us is an understanding or an awareness of something. I remember I had been stationed in Fort Lee, And my uncle, who um, was a pastor, he since passed away. He was, um, he had a church there and we were at some function. And I asked him, because I had heard about the Holy Spirit, you know, growing up in the church, I knew that he was part of the Trinity, but I really didn't understand how he functioned and what role, like, am I supposed to be praying to the Holy Spirit? And, you know, I've heard people, I had heard people saying that the Holy Spirit told them this and the Holy Spirit said that. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not hearing anything from the Holy Spirit. And I've been a Christian for a number of years. And so I was talking to my uncle and I basically, I asked him, I said, how do we know when the Holy Spirit's talking to us? Like, what does, what, what is it? And he said, he, he asked me, he said, have you prayed on something and all of a sudden you just kind of know what the answer is? And I thought back, I was like, yeah. He said, or 
all of a sudden it's um there's just something that you know and you don't know how you knew it but you just you just know and I thought back I'm like yeah I, I remember times like that and he said that's the Holy Spirit and I kind of breathed a sigh of relief and he was like why why'd you ask the question and I and I basically stated you know I've been a Christian you know almost all my life and I thought I wasn't hearing from the Holy Spirit and if that were the case then that means something's wrong because we as Christians should be hearing from the Holy Spirit and he he laughed and he said I wish all Christians thought like you did um but yeah you're supposed to be hearing from the Holy Spirit because he is here to guide us, right? So there's, it's not instinct for us or, you know, just a gut feeling or spider senses that people say or, you know, I just knew. Maybe some of those people it is, their conscience, right? Because we do have a conscience. But now that we are believers, the Holy Spirit kind of takes over where the conscience was because the conscience isn't holy isn't God and so it's not going to aid you in doing the things that are godly that are in line with God's plan for you that's the Holy Spirit and so he will direct you toward what God has for you but let's be real though we're going to be real real you can hear other voices as well your flesh will speak up to you on things that you want to do. Like, oh, she made me mad. I think I want to slap her. Ooh, that's not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and it's really not the devil. That's just your flesh. And then the enemy can speak things to you of negativity. And I'll tell you, when I first started with this podcast and with my writing, I would come up to my workspace and I'd start writing. And I was unsure about my writing ability and to be able to do this podcast. And so when I draft an episode, I could hear a knowing, not not an audible voice, but, you know, all of a sudden I'd get this negative feeling of this isn't good. No one's going to listen to this. That doesn't even make sense. So initially I thought it was me, but my flesh wouldn't necessarily tell me that because it, it has no... Um, it has no dog in the fight, so to speak, one or another, one way or another, if I'm going to do a podcast or if I'm not. It's either the Holy Spirit because God's word is going forth that's going to speak to me, or it's going to be the enemy because God's word is going forth. Now, would the Holy Spirit tell me that's no good, no one's going to listen to you? No. The Holy Spirit would be leading me toward the scriptures to include like he does every time I draft an episode. So I recognized pretty quickly that that was the enemy. And so when the enemy was telling me that it was no good, what I'd come back with, it may not be any good, but it's what the Lord told me to write down. And it happened for about five days in a row. I'd get that negative, just different things. That is not good. That's not. And I'd come back with, but this is what the Holy Spirit gave me. This is what the Lord has given me. I'm writing what I'm being instructed to do. So, you, you know, whatever. And then they stopped. The voice stopped. So learning to discern who's speaking to you is going to be crucial. And that's what um, Judah in, in Jude's letter, when he said, you know, test the spirit by the spirit, that's what you have to do. What is this? What is this voice that I'm hearing in my head? This knowing what is, what is it prompting me to do? Is it leading me toward God? Is it taking away from God? 
is it the flesh where I'm indulging in something? And it's okay, but we can't indulge the flesh, indulge the flesh all the time. So you have to distinguish. So, right? So how are we going to be able to do that? I've given you some examples on how I distinguish, but let's go a little further. Once you receive the instruction right through the knowing or the awareness, or sometimes God can bring um, instruction through another person. Um, You've been praying about something for a long time, asking God for guidance or confirmation on an issue. God can use another person who isn't aware of what it is that you're talking about right? He, the person doesn't know that you've been praying about this and you've been thinking this, but they'll come along and they'll say something and it confirms it because you know you've been praying for it. They don't. They don't even know that they've confirmed it. I've had that happen to me numerous times where God has confirmed something that I have been praying, praying about, or, you know? And I've also had people who have come to me and I know they've been good intentioned, um, come up to me and say, God has told me to tell you this. I'm going to tell you all of those times when people have done that to me. It's been out of the blue and and what they said was going to come to fruition hasn't come to fruition. God has never spoke to me through that way by just a random person coming up and saying something that I'm like, okay, I wasn't praying on it. I didn't like, where'd that come from? So I, I, I don't know. So that's just, you know, my personal story but you must check to see you know where what you're hearing is it coming from the holy spirit is it in line with scripture is it in line with the ministry of jesus christ and i make the distinction between being in line with the with scripture and the ministry of christ because not every situation that we face today um, will be identified in the bible you know not exactly there are issues that we face today that that just aren't in the bible but we can look to the ministry of christ and what he stood for and then we can apply that principle of his ministry to what we did how does what we're asking to do or what we feel like we're um, being led to do how how does that set with the two commandments that Jesus declared that the others hinged upon you know does it show that we love God or does it hinder our neighbor because remember the two commandments that God's that Jesus said the whole commandments hinge upon was loving the Lord you know our God with all of our heart and soul and then loving our neighbor as ourselves. So is what you're about to do or what you want to do, does it show your love for Christ, for God? Does it hinder your neighbor? Will it hinder your witness for God? That's looking at things through the lens of Christ when you can't find something that directly ties to your situation in scripture. So for an example, you want to go back to school. You're not going to find that in scripture per se. Now you may, you know, get some scriptures that kind of speak to maybe providing for your family or, you know, studying God's word to show yourself approved, right? But that's not actually telling you whether you need to go back to school or not. And if you're going back to school, you know, for better employment opportunities, then yes, you can find scripture, scripture that talk about providing for your family and things of that um, sort, but it's still not direct and so 
it would be hard to kind of validate, you know, you going back to school because there's not an exact fit. So then that's when we turn to Jesus and his ministry. Well, going back to school caused strife in your household because Jesus was about peace. The only time that he really had issues with people, it, it was the religious folks. And it was because they were distorting the word of God. So will it cause strife in your household? Will going back to school create a financial burden that you, you or your family, if you have a family that you will not be able to, to just overcome? And see, if those questions are yes, then you have to go to God and say, I want to go back to school. This is the desire of my heart, but maybe it's just not the right timing, right? So you're seeking God's guidance for that because you know that God wants to give you the desires of your heart, but it may not be the right time. But as you start seeking him, you know, I want to go back to school, but it's going to cause a financial burden. I think, you know, it won't be good for my family right now or what have you. He may bring a person along that all of a sudden they start talking about a school program that they found out, just a random conversation. And you look into it and the next thing you know, you qualify for it. Your financial burdens are alleviated and then the strife in your family's gone. That's God confirming the desire. Or you may come back with now all of a sudden you feel like you just shouldn't go at this point in time. Well, that's God telling you it's just not the right time to go. You see what I'm saying? So you you actively ask God. And I'll give you two examples of, of the way the Holy Spirit has worked in my life, numerous ways. I was stationed in Hawaii, and um, I had to go on a trip. I, I'd say mission trip, but mission is military mission, not mission as far as mission for Christ. And... Um, I needed someone to stay with mama or uh, have mama stay with someone because the person who normally she stayed with, I wasn't able, she wasn't able to stay with mom. And so I remember we were getting down to about the week prior and I had gone to church and I had come home and now I'm getting anxious, which we know I'm not supposed to be anxious for anything, but I'm talking to the Lord and I'm like, okay, God, what are we going to do about mama? You know, I need someone. She can't stay here by herself. And she was still mobile and talkative and all that good stuff. And all of a sudden he put a picture of one of the ministers at my church in my head. And then I heard, ask her. And I was like, I don't even know her. I was like, uh, okay. I'm like, I don't know her, Jesus. And that's all I heard. And I was like, oh, okay. And I did, and I asked her, and Mama ended up staying with her and her family on two different missions that I had to go to. That was God telling me I never would have asked her because we didn't have a relationship, but we we do now. Another time when I was here in Tampa, and mama had this really bad sore on her leg it wasn't a bed sore but it was hideous and she was in hospice that was the first time around that she graduated off of and they weren't really doing anything about it and I remember going into my prayer room and just crying and I'm like Lord what are we going to do about mama's leg I don't want this open sore to grow anymore and I mean I'm just frantic and all of a sudden I got a picture in my head of this pharmacy a private pharmacy called Bill's Pharmacy. It was in Brandon. And immediately I was like, you want me to go to the pharmacy? I'm talking to the Lord. And what are they going to do? 
nothing else it was just that picture and I said okay I was like Peter okay Lord we've been fishing all day but since you told me to cast it over here I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and so the next morning I remember the board came I was like I gotta go to Bill's pharmacy God told me to she was like okay I go to Bill's pharmacy and they had compound pharmacists there which I didn't even know there were such things but they actually make medication so to speak and I spoke with the pharmacist there and I showed her a picture of what mama had she made a cream for my mom and my mom's leg healed up but that was the Holy Spirit revealing things to me different ways I heard him say ask her I saw a picture of Bill's pharmacy the little um the 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 picture of of the store is what flashed in my mind. God has used people to confirm things that I was praying with. All of that is the Holy Spirit instructing me. And I know you guys have stories of the Holy Spirit instructing you. I used to think that, you know, the Holy Spirit would only instruct me on things that directly concerned God. But you see, he's been instructing me about all sorts of things. He's going to share everything you can share everything with him and he'll instruct you on different things why do you think that he will instruct us on everything in our life you're absolutely right I heard you it's because we're living witnesses for Christ everything we do is a witness not just how often we read the Bible or go to church but how Having read the Bible and going to church, how that those two things impact us when we're not doing them. That's where real witness begins. And so if he's going to instruct us, he's got to instruct us on everything because everything in our lives are witness to the relationship that we have in Christ. So now you know that you can go to the Holy Spirit and ask him to help you with your caregiving duties. (laughs) Ask him. Ask him to show you a better way to, um, not a better way, but to, to show you how to be the best caregiver that you can be for your loved one. How to ensure that you're getting the best care for them that you can, right? To make it really clear which physicians or healthcare teams you should choose to care you know, for your um, loved one, or if you're bringing in a professional caregiver, as I used to do with the various agencies, Lord, bring the right person. Now, I'm praying to the Lord, but I know the person who's going to bring that, you know, execute that is the Holy Spirit, you know, asking him to open my my heart and my ears so that I could hear him clearly. In the mornings when I wake up, I pray to the Lord. I say good morning to the Lord. I say good morning to Jesus. I say good morning to the Holy Spirit. And I'm chit-chatting. And then I say, Holy Spirit, open my mind and, and give me creativity as I write today. Or open my mind and unlock my academic side of my brain so that I can do this schoolwork. I'm asking him for help to actively alert me to things that I'm doing and to bring things to my mind and to allow me to hear and see and know when he's guiding me. I'm inviting you to do that same thing, to invite the Holy Spirit to start giving you those supernatural eyes so that you start seeing the things that that you are to do and knowing the things that you are to do. Ask 
for his help. You can and you should because he's with you. You are never alone. He lives inside of us and he's living inside of us to do his mission, which is to bring us closer to God, bring us closer to the purpose of what God has for us as individuals here in the earth. And so we can ask him for anything. And I invite you to do that today. Let's pray. Holy God, we thank you for being a God who lives inside of us. We thank you for your instruction. And for those of us who maybe didn't understand that you were instructing us thus far, thank you for allowing us, opening our minds for us to understand that you are, that it isn't our intuition or it isn't our instinct, but that it is you speaking to us. And so now we ask, Father, to, now that we know that you're speaking to us, help us to be obedient to what it is that you're saying. Help us to come and allow the Holy Spirit to unlock our minds so that we hear him very clearly and so that we will adhere to the instruction that he is providing. What we want to do is we want our lives to be a witness to you. And we want to never, ever be in disobedience to what it is that you would have us to do. And so we thank you for your instruction. Thank you for never leaving us or forsaking us. And now we understand that because you live inside of us, there's no way you can leave us. Help us to come to you with all sorts of things, knowing that there's nothing that is too trivial for you because you love us and you are in the details of our lives. And so we invite you to have your way with us through the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for depositing him in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alrighty. Now be real still for a little while and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you this day that he's laying in your heart. He's instructing you. You just need to listen and then go out and do and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. See you next episode.